0: Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 154 the review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. the 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film related discussion. And here we are, almost getting to the midpoint of November already, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever is out. I feel like I've been looking forward to this film for a while now, and even though at first I was definitely super cautious about it, because I was just trying to wrap my head around how they were going to proceed with this film you know long before the plot details had come out but also how they were going to address the loss of t'challa and chadwick boseman and how they were just going to move this series forward in general but after i saw the first trailer i was thinking you know what there might be some hope and i didn't watch anything after than that because i was like you know what this has sold me so i'm just going to trust that ryan coogler can steer this ship in a direction that i want because as a lot of people Online have discussed the Phase 4 segment of the MCU has been a little hit and miss and for me taking the TV shows out of the equation besides Shang-Chi and Spider-Man No Way Home there really wasn't anything that you know butter my bread for the lack of better term essentially so I was definitely looking forward to this because it looked like it was having the more serious emotional more interesting elements of the MCU that I look for and yeah here we are almost 24 hours later after I saw the film I saw it yesterday in an IMAX screening in Leicester Square and I have been thinking about the film ever since then right up until the time of recording this review and honestly I'm having a hard time putting my thoughts into words there is a lot to unpack about this film not only in terms of its story but also how it made me feel. And make no mistake, Wakanda Forever is a powerful, visceral and emotional experience but at the same time it's also quite funny, fascinating and satisfying as well. So in this review as always I will cover the story, characters and presentation and then summarize my thoughts towards the end. And don't worry there's not going to be any spoilers here, I'm going to be very careful about my choice of words because there are certain reveals in this film that are so cool and surprising that you need to see with fresh eyes and you know not be spoiled about now annoyingly marvel have started doing that thing where they release certain tv spots that have very specific information in there but if you want to be you know is it clean going in then you know just avoid all footage at all costs and don't worry you can listen to this because i'm not going to go into any specific details about anything i'm going to talk about this as cleanly as possible so without further ado let's jump in Alright and now it's time to talk about the plot and it can be summed up as the following, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, M'Baku, Okoye and the Dora Milaje fight to protect the Kingdom of Wakanda from intervening world powers in the wake of T'Challa's death, however, as they try to navigate the next chapter, the heroes face a new potential threat in the form of Namor, a sea dwelling individual with a legion of super powered individuals who could cause chaos for not only Wakanda but the world. And that is a way for me to summarise the plot without going into the area spoilers. Now, this plot ended up being very different and not what I was expecting. Now, granted, I only watched the first trailer, so I only had a rough idea of what was going on, but I didn't know what the overall narrative was going to be. But, suffice to say, I was very entertained and, you know, was it surprised by the direction that this film chose. It was very emotional, but it was very captivating. When I heard this was going to be one of the longest MCU films, I was a little concerned because sometimes with films with long runtimes, they can feel like they're, you know, plodding along, dragging their feet, not inherently like, uh, you know, utilizing the time that they're given. Sometimes films just drag a little bit and you're just like, why didn't you just, sh- you know, just shave off 20, 30 minutes. But that thankfully wasn't the case with this film. Everything that happened felt like it had purpose for being there, and it pushed the plot and characters forward. There wasn't any baggage or elements that felt like they were filler or shoehorned in. And that was very impressive considering how many things that this plot had to juggle. When addressing the death of T'Challa, the transition of power in the royal family, Wakanda's place in the world as a whole, and the introduction of Namor and his sea people, and introducing Ironheart as well, and I was completely gauged with the story and its themes relating to love, loss, grief, family and trust and I really enjoyed how this film you know explored trauma and grief and how the main characters chose to navigate through it straight from the beginning this film hooks you with its plot and then you're taken on this emotional roller coaster of highs and lows that being said there are a lot of really good moments of levity and humor and it's that kind of humour that you've come to expect from the MCU and for the most part, the humour is on point. There were certain moments where I thought, yeah, the humour just isn't doing it for me, but for the most part, when the humour hits, it hits very well. And thankfully, it's used appropriately, unlike certain other Marvel films that's come out in the past. And I was also very happy with how this film expanded and enhanced the MCU with its introduction of certain characters and locations. But what really worked for me was how they felt like a natural connection to this cinematic universe. And it all just slots. And it makes you want to look back at what's come before, but also what's coming ahead in the MCU's future. And finally, I think they did a good job of balancing what needed to be said about this new plot and its themes, while also paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman in thoughtful and wonderful ways. I can't say what they are, but when you see them, ooh. I didn't cry but I was so close. As it was said in the film Sing Street, I was happy sad the entire time. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the cast and I think they were all bloody brilliant. The performances across the board were stellar and I just really enjoyed the intensity, the rawness and the realism that the actors brought to their roles. Some of this stuff was incredible. But also there were some comedic performances which were just so impressive, so good that it kept me like, you know, was it in a good mood the entire time it was happening. So let's start with Letitia Wright as Shuri. Now, Shuri, I've liked her as a character since she was introduced, but I wasn't sure how she was going to step into the spotlight a lot more considering like the transition of power. And I thought Wright did a really good job. It was interesting to see so much more of this character than we've seen before and see how she not only deals with the loss of her brother, but also how she chooses to look at certain situations and you see how she is very different from the other individuals in Wakanda when it comes to doing things, having a different mindset and being open to certain things that other people aren't. And Her journey throughout this film was pretty fascinating to watch Very engaging, very good and Wright did a really good job I was quite impressed And then you have Lupita Nyong'o who returns as Nakia She was pretty interesting as well I liked her in Black Panther and seeing her in this film She had a pretty interesting role to play It was cool how we got to see some more of her skills and get to learn more about what she did outside of Wakanda and uh, just learn about like certain things that we didn't know about her before but yeah Nyong'o as usual stunning woman great performance no complaints over here and then we have the fabulous Denai Guerrero as Okoye one of my favorite people in the MCU since her debut in Black Panther number one since then she had some really great appearances in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and in this film she returns and she is just as cool, cold, badass as ever having some really great fight scenes but also we get to learn a little bit more about her she gets to be a little bit more playful we get to see certain sides of her personality that we haven't seen before and the comedic chops in this woman is great she has some really really fun moments in here but it's just nice to see more of her have screen time she has some wonderful interactions with a lot of the different cast members, new and old and Grera, she's, she's just wonderful. I, I can't say anything more than that. She's great. And then, oh my God, my dude, Winston Duke as M'Baku, literally the MVP of Black Panther. He comes back and he is just incredible. His first appearance, amazing. And from there, he has this wonderful balance of being still the humorous, tough, gruff, Badass kind of dude, but he's also he also has certain moments as well to be introspective, to be a little bit more calm to uh, you know interact with people on a more personal and dramatic level and Winston Duke, he has such a great ability to be you know is it super funny but also be you know was it very stern and engaging and Duke did a really good job in this film, and uh, Florence Kasumba as Ayo, oh, another one of my favorite people, she's been one of my favorites since she showed up in Civil War and had that interaction with Black Widow and she'd said like, you know, move or you will be moved, I'm like, ooh, yo, how badass is that, she had one line and she has one of the best scowls I've ever seen, just like, that's the look of someone you don't want to mess with. And I love how her character slowly but surely gained more screen time, more relevance in the MCU as she's went along. From Civil War to Black Panther to, I think she was Infinity War briefly as well. And then showed up in Falcon Winter Soldier and in this film as well. She was great. We got to see just a bit more of her than we did before and learn a bit more about her character. She was great. And then you have my favorite new character in the form of Tenoch huerta who plays namor i hope i said that name correctly but yeah namor is a character i've been wanting to see the mcu for a while now there's been rumors about him making an appearance since the time endgame came around but when i heard he was going to be part of this considering his history with wakanda in the comics i was like okay feels like a natural fit and seeing how they have you know presented namor and the culture of the atlanteans in this film was so surprising but it was really good because you could see that the filmmakers took a lot of time to find out how these characters looked the language that they use and how they have this interesting connection to wakanda and seeing how that whole thing plays out with their underground like underwater should i say underwater society and their history it's so well thought out and very well done and they feel like a natural connection to the mcu is great and Tanoch was wonderful he played the role so well he has this very cool calm collected yet intense sort of presence and he feels like a guy that you could chill with but at the same time if you wronged him he would make you regret it and Tonochi's performance was just wonderful. He had some great interactions with everyone. He was a force to be reckoned with, but he also had like a reason for being the way he the way in which he was. And I was just like, "You're a natural fit." I'm very happy that you exist in the MCU right now. Just over the moon with the way in which they portrayed that character. And then you have Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, aka Ironheart. Now I have been meaning to read the Ironheart comics for a while now but because my comic book list is so big I just never got around to it but when I heard she was going to be debuting in the MCU I was very curious to see how they were going to insert her in, considering that Namor and the Atlanteans is already a good chunk of stuff to handle and then considering the plot that they have to deal with with the passing of T'Challa and like how Wakanda has to move forward from that that's a lot of movie to deal with but they found a way to make Riri seem pretty cool, relevant to the plot, and she had some great interactions with like some of the other characters and this feels like a good debut for a character I'm very happy with what they've done she feels, again, like a natural fit she's this really smart sneaky interesting individual who I can't wait to see what kind of interactions she has with some of the other MCU characters going ahead because, like, ooh, there's so many things I would like to say but I cannot say, but They've set up some interesting things in this movie, and I'm quite pleased. And then you have Martin Freeman as Everett Ross. I've liked this guy since he showed up in Civil War, and his subsequent appearance in Black Panther was even better. And in this film, he definitely has a role to play. It feels a little smaller than what he did in the last film, but he is still relevant. He's still just as fun as ever. His introduction made me smile so much, and his interaction with certain individuals was pretty good as well. And finally, 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 I cannot talk about this film without talking about my favorite woman, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda. Oh, Bassett bloody killed it. She's been a bad band since the dawn of time. Every time I've seen her in a movie or a TV show, she's always putting in 100%. And I've loved her in this role. And to see her just flex. Those acting chops on everybody, she was a standout man. Her performances were magnetic, charismatic, truly capturing the screen. Like when she's there, your eyes are focused, and just the way in which she, uh, you know, deals with her grief, commands the screen when she's talking about like you know important things that happen in the movie. She's just fantastic. Bassett killed it. I was absolutely floored by her performance. Very very good, and now we move on to the presentation, which I thought was pretty solid. Visually, this film was handled well, much like the first film. There is a good balance between the more realistic combat that happens between human characters, to the more larger-than-life action sequences. And compared to the first film, Wakanda Forever definitely amps things up with new locations, larger-scale action sequences, where you can definitely feel the scale. Of uh, the way in which these things are shot, and like the sort of expansive nature of like, especially the exterior locations that these massive fight sequences take place on, and then you also have the new superpowered individuals, which leads to seeing some new and interesting things that we haven't seen done before, and I really enjoyed seeing the weapon-based combat between some of the humans and some other superpowered individuals. They were very nicely choreographed. And, you know, they had some good editing and did choices, locations, and even the time of day added to the uh, the fights that were done in that kind of way. But then you have these crazy action sequences, which Black Panther towards the end of that film definitely had some large scale stuff. But this film goes a bit crazy with that stuff. It leads to some really fun sequences that happen on land, in the air, near the ocean. And some of that stuff is just Incredible to watch, especially on an IMAX screen. Whoa, man. Some of that stuff was crazy And with the introduction of Namor and the Atlanteans and their abilities, it just adds something new in terms of how they use their powers with the water and some of the sea creatures. Oh Gosh, I was like I'm really enjoying this. I'm just Curious as to how these people came up with these action sequences. It felt really fun and interesting and obviously while there will definitely be comparisons to uh, Aquaman in terms of you know how they did their whole like sea battles and use of uh, sea creatures and uh, sea people I think this film did an interesting and cool job of separating itself from, their, from the DC film and uh, you know putting their own unique spin on it essentially. If I had any issues with the visual effects is that on a couple of occasions they did look a little blurry lacking in clarity and some of the green screen sometimes you could see it being a little bit more noticeable in certain sequences but beyond that most of it just looked pretty good and then of course you have the return of my boy Ludwig Göransson to do the film score now the score for Black Panther is one of my all-time favorites and some of the uh pieces of music is is some of my favorite in the mcu the the song wakanda is one that i adore so when i heard he was coming back for this film school i was sure he was gonna kill it and the score for the film is good and there was definitely a few tunes here and there in the new side that had their moments where i was just like yo man i'm getting really amped up but overall i do feel like it was a step down from the previous one I think it was just a different direction considering the subject matter of this film that it wouldn't be able to reach the same kind of heights and yeah, I mean, I don't want to say like, you know I don't want to put this score down too badly because the thing is, it was actually pretty solid it amped up the scenes that they were used in, you know, the music was used in and the reuse of some of the songs from the previous film definitely worked Uh, it was just that, yeah, as an overall thing it was good, just not as good as like the last Black Panther film So yeah, in the end, I enjoyed Wakanda Forever quite a bit and it was way more emotional than I was expecting. It was at times a visceral and emotional experience with amazing performances, cool spectacle and a plot that felt captivating the whole way through. Your mileage on this film will vary on how invested you are in Black Panther as a character, but also this franchise as part of the MCU because there's some people that, you know, is it. Are ride or die with Black Panther, and then there's some of the people that think that you know that franchise is a bit like you know is it overrated in the MCU, and considering like some of the controversy behind the scenes in terms of you know whether T'Challa should have been like you know recast or not, you know it will all just depend on the individual. How much you enjoy this film will you know just be down to how open you are to change and what this film is trying to you know give you essentially i had a good time with it there are definitely certain elements of it that i will have to see again to see how it resonates with me as a whole i still prefer the first film but this film is definitely up there in terms of being one of the more captivating films in the mcu definitely one of the higher tier of the phase four side of things but also I would say in the MCU in general but again I didn't really look up any thoughts on this film until around the time I started doing this review and there are some people online that is just hating on this movie and I'm just like I don't understand how but I don't have the time to look at what your nonsense is or your baggage so I'm just gonna leave it there but anyway if you see the film let me know what you think about it in the comment section below do you like it more or less than the last one or is it on par like it is for me I would say this film is just shy of the original Um, just because of the emotional weight and the performances involved in this film it definitely holds it up pretty high but yeah also there's only the mid-credits scene for this film so stick around for that that's already uh, you know, starting up a conversation at the moment, so I'll be curious to see what the audience at large will think about it once a couple weeks go by. By that point, most people who would have wanted to see it will have seen it, and then there will probably be an interesting discussion going on online, whether it'll be filled with logical discussion or a bunch of haters. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. If you want to contact me, drop me a comment in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at film focus 55 check out the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and all other places where where podcasts can be found, essentially. And, yeah, uh, I may come back and do a spoiler-related talk for this because, my God, there are certain things that really need to be talked about, but uh, we shall see, we shall see. Um, Until then... That's me done. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hyperson 55 signing out. Peace.